Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning. Happy New Day. Uh, Reporting live from home this morning due to a national outage. Give me one minute. I got to move. My house is too loud. So keep going. Okay. Happy New Day, Jugs. It is your neighborhood juice dealer and dope healer reporting live from my home because this morning I needed a landline. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we need landlines. If you are on AT&T, Boost Mobile, T-Mobile, um, I want to say Verizon and uh, any other carrier that falls under those tiers, you're currently experiencing a national power outage. Check the news, the blogs. It's happening. Um, this comes at a time where majority of people people are heavily reliant on their devices. People use these devices to make money and this morning ain't one of the mornings that you gonna make some money. Shout out to all my Uber drivers. I dibble and dabble in it from time to time and yep, won't happen today. But, you know, we'll keep going, we'll keep driving for something better today. So just as times would happen like this, I am always reminded that like when things like this take place, that other things are happening uh, above our head, around us, and we are unbeknownst of it. Y'all know I'm a conspiratorist and that's how I roll from time to time. <coughs> well, you know what scares me about these outages is most people don't have landlines anymore. Man, I had to make a decision today. <laughs> and that was, you got to go home because you need your landline. And most people don't have them, but it is a it is a crucial thing to to obtain. Fire departments are telling people to contact your neighbor, find somebody 
to check in on you because you can't even call 911, you know, which is weird because a cell phone that's not activated can still call 911. And so they say that they are, so my dad saw it on the news, but when I went to uh, the marketplace to charge up, um, I left the car charging. I was like, let me just walk to AT&T and see what's going on. It was so many people outside. They were stopping people before they walked and say, hey, your phone is out, right? It's a nationwide outage. And everybody that falls under these carrier tiers are experiencing the same thing, and it's nationwide. But then just listening to the people, because I stopped to listen to the commentary of the people, and I was still kind of like, their planes still flying above us. So how are they navigating? Do planes come? I guess they don't have their own Wi-Fi, but if, networking systems are down, how are they getting across the signals, you know, so I the phone situation only, the technology situation, and then again, the conspiratorist in me is like, it's starting the purge, we got to get ready, store dry food, and get walkie-talkies, like. <laughs> well, a plane flight, they use different um, frequencies and cell phones. They have a special um, radios that they use for their navigation. Okay. Okay. One. Um, two, what scares me is, wasn't it back during the California fires a couple years ago that AT&T was out promoting what they do and how, like, the radios that the fire departments and stuff use is on their network? Yeah. Yeah. So now, you know, not only are cell phones down, but our responders, are their communications down again? And if you have an iPhone, your iPhone has been on SOS all morning, which you can operate it via, operate it via, um... Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi, yeah, I couldn't get it out. I was, uh, but if you don't have any Wi-Fi, you don't have any action. And, yeah, I mean, okay, so T-Mobile's having some issues depending on where you are, but we have service. We use T-Mobile. But, you know, people who have their Internet connected to their phones, and, like, we have the T-Mobile box for our Internet, which is phenomenal, but kids would can't go to school. Oh, yeah. Like a whole lot of sense. And now we're just out here looking crazy. But I would like to take this time to be like, you know what? It's okay to sit down. It's okay it's okay to sit down today. You may need to sit down. It's okay to not be be able to access your cellular service today. Take this time and and harness this this energy somewhere else, like so let's okay. take this a little bit. So you, you know, your conspiracy part of your mind, the you know JFK magic bullet theory, 
goes to negative, goes to tragic, goes to, you know, government issues, yada, yada. How, how about it being a sign from God to remind us to unplug, unwind, and spend time together? Oh, that, that was my first thing. I was like, well, watch this. <coughs> I, I got up at four something. Go. And I fell asleep in Gage's bed last night. So we were uh, listening to an audio book, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And we were listening hmm. it was on YouTube because I, I want him to read more. And so I'm like, you know what, meet him where he is. He likes YouTube. Let's just find an audio. Someone on there has read audio books such as that. So that's how we spent our quality time last night until Mommy fell asleep. So we the book was like an hour, hour and 40 minutes. I think I probably fell asleep on it about 50 minutes into it because we, we got in a good little way because I was pausing it, asking Gage questions so he could recall, and just, again, spending time. So I was like, okay, this is this is what this this is cool. We can start doing this often. So I fell asleep in his bed. So I guess he was still up doing whatever. And I got up this morning, like three fifty, three forty, three fifty, four o'clock. Um, kind of sat up and, you know, sometimes I'll check just my phone, and not even, like, social media, just kind of check an email, check and see missed calls because my phone is on Do Not Disturb. So I checked, and I went to Uber, and I saw it's like, oh, Uber is booming this morning, okay? Flights are coming in. I'm like, all right, I'm about to get on up and get ready for Uber. And then I used the restroom, and then um, I started to get myself together, and I was like, well, it is kind of early. I'll I'll just lay I was like, do you really want to go out there right now? Do you want to? I was like, well, just wait till six. Just, you know, slow down a little bit. Don't rush to get out there. Just slow down a little bit and and get ready at six. And so that's what's going on in these streets. And, um... Anyway, so uh, I got sidetracked because my phone actually buzzed, and I realized, like, oh, I'm on Wi-Fi, so I'm getting, I could get text messages, emails, all the data stuff. So anyway, so I used the restroom, and I slowed down, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go out there at 6. Let me just go lay in my bed for a second because I slept in Gage's room. So I get in my bed, and, you know, I just kind of lay here, just, I guess one would call it meditation. Some people call it just sitting here. And um, about 15 minutes go by, and I kind of get my phone again, and it's saying SOS at the top. I'm like, what is this? So I look up a YouTube video on how to take it off, because at this point, someone had uh, texted me, and I was going to call them, but my phone realized that my phone's not allowing me to do it. It's just not doing it. So I see the SOS on it. I try to go turn it off. Um, I come back, and it's like it's turned off. Is the phone still reading SOS? I even turn the phone, power the phone off, and then that's when I'm like, okay, something's wrong with the phone. So I get up, I'm like AT and T, 
um, opens at 9. I'll go by there and see how can they reset my phone. Uh, you know, things like that. And then come to find out, it's a national power outage. And so, made the decision to bring it on back home and uh, report live from the house. But one thing I said today was when I slowed down, Mary, and realized your phone's not going to work. What do you have to do for you today? Nobody else. What do you have to do for you today? What are you going to do with your day? I sat in my car, listened to positive affirmations. Um, I listened to a mindset, a millionaire mindset podcast, and I was like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to do some cleaning, fold some clothes, and get my space ready which is what's bringing me to the topic of the day, is preparation. Preparation goes several different ways, but to prep something means to get ready, implement a plan, put things in place, get things in order, um, just the things that may be difficult, do them. The things that will help you get further along the way, show them some attention. Prep, it's the prep work. It's the pre-work before all the good things come and everything works out or the trials and the tribulations and they and they come together for the good. So I said I'll take this time to develop today, to prep, to get ready, to set up. I have a number of things going on today that potentially can do Amazing things for me. <laughs> Ooh, bless me and excuse me. That could potentially do things beyond my wildest dreams. And all I have to do is sit still and complete small tasks. Universe and the powers that be said, all right, today is today. She says Thursday is her off day. We're going to see how off she's going to be today because we're going to turn that phone off. Uh, we're going to make sure she is connected to the things that she needs to be connected to and spend a little bit more time with my loved ones and create a memory or just be in their presence. And be in the present and know that what I do today is setting me up to receive on what's going on tomorrow. Doing what I have to do. At first it's a little bit difficult, but now I'm learning to go with the ebb and flow of it. And I am grateful that I can acknowledge it. So preparation. 
when we're getting ready and getting our mindset together for preparation at hand and step out of the in the midst of the storm aspect of it and step out of it and look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture of it is how what's the outcome? What what is this gonna look like? Who am I gonna help? How does this design work? How does it, you know, connect to other designs that are already working? How does it enhance? How does it does it hinder? Does it harm? And like I tell my clients, don't come to me say, I need to lose 50 pounds. Fifty pounds is not hard to lose, but at the same time, it's hard to lose. There has to be something that clicks in your mind that lets you know that you have the power within you to achieve the thing. But in the preparation of it, we take a little bit of data from your overall stats and we see what that looks like. Okay, if you're telling me, hey, Dr. G, I want to lose 50 pounds. What is your daily movement routine or exercise or workout? And I say movement because movement and mobility is more important than getting in a workout or exercise. Just moving your body um, will definitely help. And then the movement and mobility will encourage the exercise, which will encourage the workout. It's levels to it. And so tell me that they want to lose this weight, and I ask them, what's your... What's your movement? How do you move your body every day? Do you exercise? Do you work out? And the answer is little to none. Then there's an area of improvement. We'll we'll begin to prep ourselves to lose these 50 pounds right there. So there's going to be an increase. So we're going to turn the dial up on the movement, the daily movement, whether it be going on a 10-minute walk or a brief little stretch, um, taking 10, 15 minutes just to maybe dance and move the body, anything, jumping jacks. And now we can begin the process. But then when I ask you more questions about how you've been navigating and we move into eating, then there's a little pushback. Definitely is a drug, and we are succumbers to our drugs. And so where I get pushback 
I will create another area of improvement. Hey, continue to eat how you eat. Eat whatever you want to eat. Whatever diet that you've been eating, is these are the results that you have right now that is a byproduct of the drugs, food. And I'll say just implement one salad a day. Try to eat three pieces of fruit a day. We don't get in depth and we don't make it too difficult. Honey, if you ate a grape, ate some grapes, a banana, and an apple, you succeeded. If you had watermelon, papaya, and mango, you succeeded. If you had star fruit, um, blueberries, and persimmons, then you did what you had to do. You consumed three pieces of whole fruit that day. Also, when you're in that mindset, I can't tell you a lot of don't. Because don't, no, shouldn't, couldn't, those words, they register negatively in the body, and so immediately you're not going to want to participate. You're not going to want to give it your all. You're going to have doubts. You're going to already tell yourself you can't do it, and that is, you know, a part of the overcoming. So... Now that I say, okay, we we move our body a little bit. We add something to our diet that we're eating. Now we're not. Now we're going into the realm of diet versus nutrition. Your diet is what you consume on a daily basis, whatever it be. The nutrition of it is how much your body is absorbing, actually using. And losing, what are the nutrients that you put in your body? And nutrition-wise, are you underserving your body nutrients? Are you over-serving your body nutrients? What does that look? And then it comes to the one piece that can tie it all together, your mindset. Your mind creates things and makes them real. So what narrative have you created? What realness are you holding truth to? Is it the real truth or is it a fictitious made up one only in your mind? What feel like? What does that look like? How can I be more consciously aware of it? How? And also when we're unlearning and relearning in our mindset, we have to unlearn and relearn those things that we used to tell ourselves or our parents or our parental units, aunts, uncles, peers, 
Is it your truth or is it their truth? Which one is it? Is it their fault? Or is it no one's fault and we're all learning? Is it your fault? Owning up to, you know, what you believe. Owning up to your stuff. Being real with yourself. Honest, brutally honest with yourself. Hey, I want to lose 50 pounds. Is this something you've done before? Is this something that you're really going to stick to and work hard for? Is this something that you're willing to sacrifice and change? Or do you give up on the third day and go back to the same? Do you give up on the 10th day and set yourself back? Or do you keep going and complete your program on your weight loss journey to 50 pounds? And every now and again, you may slip, you may stumble, you may fall, but you get back up and you keep going. And then, you know, after you have gone some time without the different foods that are hindering you or holding you back, maybe you reward yourself with a little Debbie. I mean, I don't know. I'm just giving you examples on how these things operate. So, yes, losing 50 pounds, easy. Easy work. Taining it, keeping it off. That's where work is. That's when you rely on your nutritional value in food. That's when you realize, oh, learning my blood type can help me combat bad diseases or diseases in my body by eating more of that and less of that, oh, that's what that's supposed to look like. That's what that back's supposed to look like. Oh, high abs, that's what your abs are supposed to look like. So... Now we do it little bit by little bit. We take on small bites. And you do the work. You got to do the work, ladies and gentlemen. The work is is the magic. Inner work. It's the self-love work. It's the mirror work. You got to do the work. So now, what do you do next? You've prepared your mind. You've prepared your body. We're going within. Now you connect to your higher being. Now you you sit in silence and you listen to what's going on. Now you take time and really listen to people and really learn how to 
coexist, how to allow people to be themselves and their best selves, and then allowing others to see you fully. Unmasking yourself is um is challenging, but it's also rewarding when you know what's going on. With you, knowing what's going on with you is really good, and I just say really good because some people don't even want to sit and tap in on what's going on with them on the inside and connect with that. People are really uh, in a frenzy about this phone, and I'm just chilling. But um, when you get ready to do that inner work and you get ready to show the world who you have worked on and you and you show that there's a, there's a slight sense of vulnerability in that because you're just showing yourself, but also there is a, a truth of the matter that is in that, and that truth will allow your light to shine so bright that you will attract all the things that you want, because they want you to, of course. Showing yourself will not only bring your tribe to you, but the most important part about being yourself and letting your light shine and showing who you are is that the people around you, it will allow for their true colors to shine. And that's not always in good faith, honey. Honey, sometimes, and just sometimes, will show you who they are. You don't want to believe them and you want to believe you because you got all this good stuff popping, but it's not like it's that. That's what that ain't it. That ain't it at all. You got to be willing to let go. Let go of old thoughts, old beliefs, old patterns, old habits, old people, old places, old things that no longer serve you. You must be willing to let these things go. This is the hard part, Jug. It's difficult letting go. It is hard to let go. Especially when you care, time is invested, um, oh, all the things. It's just like, this is crazy. People are going to show you themselves, and I need y'all to believe it. People are going to show their true colors, and I need you to believe it. I need you to believe it. I need you to understand that sometimes it's not you. Really, y'all. It's, it's not you.
people be jealous, they be envious, they don't love themselves. They think you better than them because you worked on you. And guess what? It's not even how you feel. Because you feel so good that you out here doing the things. you helping yourself. you just living your best life. That's all you can do is live your best life. And people are uncomfortable with you treating you good and being good to you. Then one more time. I don't want to get too preachy today. just want you guys to know that, you know, times are changing, literally, in our face. And be aware of the signs. Knowing that I want you to think about how you want to leave this. This may be a bit morbid for some. It's like technology going out. You know, life is going to go out. You know, you could rephrase that so it doesn't sound so morbid. Oh, go ahead. Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, with everything we do every day, we're becoming so self-centered that we're not thinking about our legacy. It's what legacy, what do you want people to remember you when you are left behind? What is your family as a legacy do you want them to pass on? What do you want to be remembered for, right? Right. Your legacy. Mhm. I don't even think people people put that in and you can say what you want, but you have to you have to put these things and thoughts in place. You can't just leave the earth and think that people are going to do it. You got to put this stuff in place before you Exactly. You know, it's kind of, we're going to go on the morbid side a little bit. I love watching, like, Medea and um, Assisted Living, the Tyler Perry TV shows. And Mm -hmm. so Assisted Living, one of his friends passed away, um, the grandpa, the old man. And so he staged his own funeral to see what kind of a legacy he was leaving behind to know, you know, what he needed to do. Don't go that morbid, but, you know, it's kind of a thing people are kind of doing a little bit, doing mock little funerals to see what impact you made and how you changed the way you're looking at things. Makes sense. Make all the sense in the world, child. You know, they're good examples, Princess Diana. You know, look at the legacy she left behind. All the things she's done to help humanity. 
know, are we teaching our kids to do the same thing? And I'm not talking about people like Greta Thornburg who are just mouthpieces of what their parents tell them to say and do. But, I mean, literally being able to open the door for somebody, helping somebody, have that nature heart. You know, there's so many young kids now that are doing the opposite of what their parents are doing. And, you know, we have a little girl, she's 12. She created her own non-for-profit business to help kids pay for school lunches. Sweet. Now, what we do as adults rubs onto our kids. Our values rub onto them. That is our ultimate legacy. It's what they do when we're not watching them. And what we're not micromanaging everything they do, and they move out. What kind of person do they become? All based on what we believe and we do. Yeah, for sure. And don't get me wrong, kids are going to be little turds no matter what you do. Kids are kids. Absolutely. That's just kids. But when shit hits the fan, are they there to help each other? Or, you know, you hear so many stories on social media about that, you know. You got kids in the car, they're fighting nonstop. They live in separate worlds, they're glued to their phones. Now, the question is when shit hits that fan and they need each other, are. Do they have that bond to be able to help each other out? Yeah. Or are they the ones that are going to screw each other over? His nephew came down in here. He gave me a hug and gone back by this day, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a good book. Mm-hmm. He likes Netflix. Has he ever watched that Oddball series? Oddball. They're like I little think... blobs, little comedy skits things. With the kids, um, and they're yeah. like, yeah, Odd Squad. There you go. Yeah, we watch Odd Squad. <laughs> well, the creator who created that has a book series to go with it. Oh, Okay. And it's really cool. It's a bunch of short stories about people. And he starts out describing himself and how he couldn't draw, he couldn't do this, he couldn't do that. And he and his sister was some, you know, big artist that could, you know, draw the Mona Lisa type of artist. And mm-hmm. so he, it's all about the odd person out and how no matter how hard you try, you you may not be good, but you can turn that talent into something else. Like he turned around because he really wanted to draw. He wanted to become an artist. Well, he created his own comic series. Nice. I do have a question for my therapist, though. Mm-hmm. When people are experiencing that, when you like how how, like, kids have their own regulations and adults aren't able to 
to express that. What is that called? Is that like, is there a name for that? Is there? Repeat it. Okay. So you saying like kids have their own like regulations and they checks and balances. So sometimes we let kids kid business. What happens when adults grow up and they don't have that? We forget it is what it is. Okay. We uh, we have to relearn it. Kids naturally absorb it. But, you know, um, the thing is, is you've got to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with kids. You know, kids that have that issue, it's usually because parents are so micromanaging. You know, you have to learn to listen to your body again and take a time out and have your zen. You know, if it's yoga, if it's meditation, you got to figure out something for regulation that works for you. And I've argued with lots of people because mm-hmm. people tell me my regulation technique is not regulation. <laughs> what? Because what I do that works for me is I clean. And I get the magic erasers out. I get the toothbrush out, and I scrub, you know, my corners, and I scrub, you know, under the cabinets, and, you know, I do the deep clean. And my husband's learned that when he comes in the house and he sees me on my hands and knees scrubbing something to leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I'm frustrated. I just need to vent my own way. (laughs) But people don't see that as regulation. They see that as work. Well, for me, that is my regulation. That helps yeah. push out that extra energy. So don't listen to what everybody tells you about what, you know, you know what works for you. You need to learn to listen to your body and use those tools. The coolest part is, is if we just all stopped and listened to ourselves, we'd be happy. Yeah. But we get so involved with the external world and what everybody else tells us that we forget to listen to ourselves. That's why today is so important to sit still, y'all. It's a mental health day. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm giving y'all a heads up. Um, Ron's going on vacation after he heals in a couple weeks. Yeah. When he gets back, I'm taking a break. As you should. Because since Ron's had his surgery and everything, I've been doing double duties. I just, I need a, and with the move and everything else, I just need a couple days of just me. So now, you see how you just said, hey, this is what I need? Mm-hmm. Adults don't know how to do that sometimes. It's not that we don't know how to do it. It's the fact that no one listens to us. When you start doing what you're doing, especially as a parent, especially as a parent with special kids, they ignore it. Pretend they didn't hear you say it. 
and then they start talking you out of it because it doesn't benefit them. And we have to make sure our voices are loud enough and louder than theirs to get them to understand this is what I need. It all happens in my house a lot. And I look at um, Andy and I go, you have two options. I can keep throwing balls to the walls and keep doing what I'm doing. But each day I do this, the crabbier and pissier and bitchier I get, (laughs) which means you deal with the repercussions. Yeah. So either I get the day and you shut up and just do what you need to do and take care of the kids <laughs> or your or life living hell. Feel my wrath. <laughs> That's it. Uh-huh. I think for me, running was that. That's my self-regulation. I like to go and run, go be outside, get my heart rate up, get myself together. That's how. That's what I do. Now, I do like to clean. I do enjoy cleaning. And I will do it. I am more inclined to clean when I have an attitude. <laughs> when I'm upset. I, I So I was, I was laughing. You was like, if I'm on my hands and knees and I'm scrubbing baseboards, you better get the hell out of here. That's it. Don't ask me some dumb question. And why is it kids have that back? I don't. I sound like how kids got that. I want that. Give me some of that. <laughs> where, where on earth did I lose? Where, when did I lose it? When did I lose it? That that maybe that's a better question. When the you, hell did we lose that? You start to lose it as your teenage years. Is it because we when, lose trust? Like you know how we don't. That's when we stop believing in Santa. Two fairies are re- uh, not real. Um, you know, the little white lies that we were told. <laughs> well, you know, there's a little, when you really think about it, Santa Claus isn't really a white lie because there really was a man named Nicholas who created toys for the world, for kids. We just embellished on it. But it's that whole track of becoming an adult. You know, in our teenage years, we go from that stage of, and the sad part is, is kids are getting it sooner, are doing it sooner than they used to. But it's when you walk that fine line, you're not an adult yet, but you're an adult. Your parents have these expectations for you, but yet you live under their roof, their rules, their regulations we start to self-motivate ourselves and push ourselves for college or wherever the next chapter of life is going to be. And we have this need to fit in and be part of that group and not be the outsider. So we do whatever it takes to make that end result. And we stop listening to ourselves. You know, you look at babies. They cry till their needs are met, and they shut up. You know, they, you know, so many people used to say babies eat too much. You have to regulate how much they, you feed them. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Babies eat till they're full. When they're full, they're, they stop. Thing is, once we we hit these phases in development, and we stop, we start shutting ourselves down and listening to the world around us. We're more aware. You know, it's around the age of twelve, being cut at twelve, because then we start knowing what's real and what's not. It's the Santa Claus. You know, you you know it's not going to be. You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, after twelve you start getting that realistic expectation. I'm never going to become an astronaut. I won't be a ball player because we've already been talked out of it by society. Because you know the chances of making that a slim. You know, our parents tell us we're going to be this, this, and that. This is what we're going to do with our lives. We start becoming so aware of our environments and society in general, we just knock everything down. And that's why our young teenage years are so important to make sure we give them that well-rounded experience. Anything hasn't taught us anything about that time period is look at COVID. And then this whole LGBTQ alphabet transgender bullshit came into play. You know, easy it is to say, you know, we're feel like this today, we're going to be like this today because it's the popular thing to do. We are no longer being our own person, our own identities. We're just sucking into what the narrative is at the time. Yeah, we did. That's, that's exactly what it was. You know, it's like lockdown. You had to all get locked down. You all had to social distance. You all had to wear masks because of this virus. Mm-hmm. Because it's all you saw. And that's the whole thing with mind control. You know, there's a separate, there's a, a set of categories that need to be met in order for mind control to work. One is fear, COVID. All you saw for months was the death toll and how dangerous it was. You saw all these hospital shots. So they scared the living crap out of you. Two, isolation. We were in lockdown. You weren't allowed to socialize. You weren't allowed to do anything with anybody. This is messaging. We were inundated with what we were supposed to do to survive. Then came all these propaganda crap from both sides about different things. And we all fell for it hook line. Nine, what? 60, 70% of it fell for it hook line and sinker. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at defund the police. You know, we immortalized George Floyd, who was a bad man to begin with. with an accident that happened to fit a narrative. You know, you ostracized a whole profession based on a few bad men. But yet, anytime something bad happens, what's the first thing you do? You call 911. Oh, well, today can't call them. Ain't that crazy? Well, true. Well, the thing is, you know, you want their help, but you don't want them. Yeah. 
You know, that is why or where we need to start thinking for ourselves again. Deep unplug, unwind. I mean, really, should there be a mass panic because your cell phone don't work for a few hours or a day? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, not in the sense of, mm-hmm, I mean, it's not. No, no, I know you agree with, you're agreeing with the statement. I mean, it's kind of insane. Your Internet goes down, it's a mass panic, cause you, or your TV goes down. What world are we living in that we cannot live without non-essentials? That it causes literally a mass panic because we have such an addiction to this stuff. And it's a little different when there's kids um, that are special. Because, like, our Internet, if it goes down... That means my house is quiet. There's not background noise playing because we always have water sounds and things like that. You know, TV is a background noise. Yeah. It's <laughs> a change in their pattern and their routine. So once we leave the house and do something else somewhere else, they're fine. But it's the way that we've established the house, the settings, you know, then they, ha- they have the meltdown because the Internet's not working. But it's not like, you know, we go somewhere and they're still freaking out because it's not working. They don't notice it. But as a healthy, normal, average, regular person, seriously? Yeah. We're having a meltdown because our phones don't work. And I'd say in medical devices, but those are all connected to landlines. You're required to have a landline for that stuff. Listen, let me tell you what we're experiencing right here with this landline. First, it's saving it's saving the day for the things I needed to do, like get on this radio show and talk to you amazing, beautiful people. My father has had a landline my whole life, and we have had the same number my whole life. And when we said we did not want cable anymore and we wanted to just keep our landline and for the Internet, they turned his number off, and now we are unable to get that number back. We've tried multiple times to call, and they said they're working on it, and we'll have our number back in seven to ten business days. It's been like three months. We, we, two months we have not had our old number. But if you don't think that having a landline is muy importante, you're going to learn today. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn today. We don't have a landline yet mm-hmm. just because we moved. But I always had a landline. I didn't have the phone plugged in because I only got telemarketing calls on it. Yeah. But it was available. It was available. Honey, I grew up with one of those rotary phones where you... And you had yep. to move your finger. You know? I grew up with one it. of those. Some people don't even know you have to dial one to dial out from your landline. <laughs> Some people don't even know that. They have no idea what long distance is. No idea what long distance is. 
And all growing up, I lived in an area that was so rural that, like, the, the guy across the street, my, I couldn't call them because it was long distance because that was where the cutoff was. Oh, wow. Because there were areas. There mm-hmm. definitely was areas. And across the street was out of the area. Yep. So me and my buddies had locky talkies so we could talk to each other because our parents wouldn't let us call each other. Damn. That's crazy. And what's even crazier is this power hour is coming to an end. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope you sat down today because your phone ain't working. Do something for you today. Go within. Tap into that to that imagination. Invoke creativity in your mind. Color today. Draw today. It's a beautiful day if you're here in Atlanta. I think the high is 68 today. Maybe 65. Uh, let's see. I want to make sure. Uh, the high is 67 today. 67 degrees. It's a beautiful day. Nice sunny day in Georgia. Go out and get you some of this amazing, amazing, amazingness. Go get you some. Give a dollar away, maybe even two. Step back, watch it grow, and see just exactly what it can do. Mary, thank you so much. I thank everyone at the Hope Collection. Optimize my life. I appreciate everybody who listens to me, who is under the sound of my voice. I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for this platform. So thank you, Mary. Also, shout out to Mary and her lungs. She sounds amazing. Sounds like you're healing by the day, sunshine. Yes. I'm so It'll happy. It's worse for, for a little while because it's spring and it's melting and, you know, allergies kick in. But Yeah, but right now we're except the now. So have a good day. Have a good night. See you back here at noon, hopefully. Yes, ma'am. Call you later when these phones are back working. Or I can call you from the house phone. <laughs> peace, peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.